0: Hey, how are you, gang? Welcome! It's another episode of Terribly Funny. I'm your host, Steve Bazalone. That's me. And this is a podcast where, you know, I talk to funny people about some bad stuff that's happened to them. And today, we've got a real doozy of a guest. Uh, Her name is Lauren Morelli. She's a wildly talented writer and producer who works on a little scene show called Orange is the New Black. Have you seen it? Of course you have. Everybody has. It's it's a juggernaut. Um, But she's wildly talented. She's funny. She's smart. She's articulate. And uh, she's also, wait for it, my ex-wife. Oh man, didn't see that coming, did you? That's what they call a twist. So yes, we have a long and storied past, uh, and we talk about a lot of it in this one. We talk about, you know, all sorts of uh, fun stuff that gives you the giggles. Things like, you know, mental illness, and chronic illness, and suicide, and mourning, and road trips, Uh, and you know, probably some fart jokes in there, who knows? Eh, You have to stick around, I don't wanna give it all away. but I hope you enjoy it, friends. I really do. And let's hear some theme music, shall we? That's why I'm thinking about taking a walk outside. Oops, seven, seven pieces. The yeah. But then, like it's ex- then it's exciting. Then you'll have to, like, you have... Now this guarantees that you have to listen to at least, like, the first five minutes of this. But,
1: like, what are you going to say? Like, maybe you could just tell me, like, what you might... What I would can say? Can we do a practice round? A
0: practice round? <laughs> yeah. I'd like... i I'd try to keep it short, because my least favorite part of most... Podcast, I think, is like the preamble. I know
1: you hate that preamble. You I don't like the preamble. No, I know.
0: I mean, like, it's fine if it's like a, you know, like a quick little quippy story, but like oh, yeah. don't fucking, don't make me fast forward to 10 minutes into an hour podcast where you're talking about, I don't know, your cats.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Who are you talking about right now? It's so vague. I can't imagine. Oh,
0: well, there's a, well, I don't listen to a ton, a ton of podcasts, but uh, there's one I was listening to another one the other day and uh-huh. it was, it was not even that bad. It was just like four minutes of, granted, witty banter. Sure. But I was like, uh
1: eh. oh, You know what my least hair thing is like when you can feel the effort in the witty banter? When you can feel yeah. just like, hey, we're warming up. We're like.
0: Yeah. And that's what I, I try not to do. Like even like every, because when I record an intro or an outro, it's yeah. usually like I do like four or five of them. Because like, I'd be like, oh Ugh, God, Ugh, I hate myself. I hate this. I hate that. And then sometimes I'll do ones that like, I'll be like, that was really good. And because I am just doing the bare minimum amount of effort for this, I realize I haven't actually pushed record. (laughs) Because you have to push record twice: once to like get ready, and then the second time. So I'm just gonna make sure this is actually. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're rolling. It's happening. Yeah, it's all happening. Okay, great. Um, yeah, just like I mean, you've you've heard it, right? You're a big fan. Huge, Huge fan. fan. Huge fan. You've listened fan. to one and a half episodes.
1: Uh, that is not true. Yeah. I have listened to all of Dan Levy's. Ooh. I have listened to... Hot. Half, hot half, Dan half, Levy. Half of Alexi's. Sure. Big one. And all of Justin's.
0: Very exciting stuff. And that
1: wasn't a reflection on Alexi's. It was just that I was trying to catch up right before I came here. Yeah, her. well, now
0: she's going to know that you hate her.
1: No, that's That's terrible.
0: That's no, terrible. of course you don't. You don't now even know her. Now I are. feel like... You don't even
1: know her. No, she seems delightful. She's delightful. Delightful. Has a cat.
0: Yeah, this this thing is, this is just like, this whole podcast has its head so far up its own ass, but oh. it's only my friends. Yeah, yeah. So anybody else who doesn't know any of us is just so like, bored. what are these people? This is... <laughs> it's like I'm watching like a really boring version of The Hills. You know what
1: I was wondering as I was listening? Well, I guess just doesn't, doesn't count, but as I was listening to Alexi's, I was just telling you before we started recording how much I love that you guys were very candid about sure. your relationship. I thought that was really cool and interesting.
0: That's the goal of this whole thing. Fresh. I think. Fresh Fresh, as they call it. Fresh, yeah.
1: Um... And then I was like, oh, this is just another way for Steve to get pussy. <laughs>
0: sure. Well it's not that's what it's not going Please great.
1: come on, be on my podcast. It's, we'll sit on my couch. We'll sit drink. On my couch. Yeah. We'll
0: uh, just see where it goes. See what happens.
1: Yeah. Um it's not a bad
0: first date, but I've not used it as such thus far.
1: Maybe not a first date, but like if you were like oh, into no, a lady a on date, date like four or five. Date four or
0: five. Sure. By that no. point you're already making out.
1: No, no, I know you're making out. I mean, I'm I not saying it needs to be like <laughs> <laughs> I do not think it needs to be like the insti- like instigator for the pussy but it could help maybe like hey I'm really into you like date three you want to be on my podcast oh you know
0: yeah I guess so I don't know I feel like it's a better icebreaker because you're like because the oh the, you
1: get to ask questions you're asking and, questions right.
0: basically a date but it's one that you get to like a much more vulnerable place yeah at least you're trying to at least right. I'm trying to right and it's less weird because I think a lot of times on a first date, like... People I, get I, freaked out? Well, if I, like, talk about vulnerable shit, people are like, Ugh. Yeah, yeah, this and is like, too much. Uh, I'm an open book, brah. This is what yeah. you get.
1: <laughs> Do you say that? Do you say, I'm I an say open say book, brah? Yeah, yeah. That's good.
0: That's, I think that's another reason why first dates don't go great for uh,
1: Yeah, yeah. Or um, maybe just speaks to the age demographic that you're dating. Uh,
0: well, that, <laughs> I think it's usually the younger folk are more into the brus. Right, right. So it like, works out okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so, So, uh, uh, let's talk about some stuff. Sure,
1: let's talk about some stuff. I'm a little, like, I kept thinking about this on the way over Mm -hmm. here, because I anticipate everything in my life, uh, too much, that it'll be weird for you to be interviewing me because you know the question, you know the answer to every question you could possibly ask me.
0: It's true, it's true. (laughs) I do, well, I mean, no, there's always, like... Uh, we're I mean we're always evolving and learning new things yeah, I mean it's true. like it's rare that I'm like oh wow that's something I didn't know because right. I've known you for 20 uh,
1: three years
0: 23 24 years
1: that is so gross
0: yeah 24 years and of those 24 years we were in a relationship for 10 of them a roughly. Romantic, um, a romantic a romantic relationship, relationship mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. 10 of them yep yep uh, had lots of sex. <laughs> <laughs> So much, all the sex. Oh, I mean, of we couldn't sex. stop having sex. Yeah, <laughs> like, except for like all the time where uh, uh, I was sick and had like a shit bag, right? Or, or when you were like, hmm, "Am I into pussy?"
1: Right. So, bet- outside
0: of outside of those periods, right? Out, so much so fucking. So out
1: of the ten years, do you mm. think that there were, there was maybe like six months wherein you were healthy mm-hmm. and I was still in air quotes straight.
0: Oh, I'd say like a good two years out of ten.
1: Two years? Yeah. No way. You weren't healthy for two years. You think well, if you, so?
0: I think if you look at all the times... If oh, you add up the yes. times. So the way my illness worked generally was like I would be... I would have periods of remission and then periods where I was really terrible. Right. Um, and the way Lauren and I met was... Well, the way we remet. Was that like a television festival? That's not the boring... That's kind of a boring part. It's
1: so boring. Um,
0: but we with the way we like started hanging out was she came to visit me every day when I was in the hospital. The first time I went to the hospital when I was 23, 24?
1: Yeah. Because that was my thing. That sick your dudes. Thing.
0: You're into sick dudes. <laughs> um, which speaks well to how uh, lovely and wonderful a person Lauren is because I smelled just terrible. Like, I was, like, not showering <laughs> you, you at did,
1: all. You did not smell great. Oh, no. I, I smelled,
0: know. like, the dirtiest brothel.
1: <laughs> but you still always had, like... I remember so clearly, like, you weren't in a hospital gown. You were always in, like, a in hip... T-shirt. You were, like, a hip vintage T-shirt.
0: Yeah, well, t-sh- my T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. because I the hospital gowns are terrible. Oh, I know. I just and You I
1: still a hip is my point. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, the yeah. hospital gown, that's, like, that's amateur shit. Right. Like, that's <laughs> right. You knew better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's where we remet. Mm-hmm. Um, I say that you were like that. I was saying like that's how wonderful a person you are. But your your boyfriend at the time probably felt differently. <laughs> not that great. Yeah, yeah. Let's
1: not make me out to be too much of a no. Minor. You're like you
0: know you're saint adjacent. Uh, no, not no even. I don't no. think so. No. You're you're like a no. normal person. Normal person. was pretty nice.
1: Normal to like terrible. It well, that's the. Oh, that's our dog Duncan. That's Duncan.
0: We share a dog. We share a dog. Um.
1: He's a product of divorce.
0: Yeah, he is. He seems to be coping with it.
1: Yeah, he seems he seems fine actually. Out of all of us, Duncan's doing fine. Uh
0: yeah, he is doing pretty okay. He's getting more mellow. Yeah. I don't know if we are.
1: Mm, I think we're getting more mellow. I feel like, you know, um, I was talking to Samira about this the other day. My girlfriend, uh, because I'm a lesbian.
0: Plug it. You want to plug? You want to plug your girlfriend? <laughs>
1: No, I just I felt like I needed to give context. Yeah, yeah, you have a girlfriend, Samira. Yeah, no, that's true. Her that's name true. Is Samira. That's
0: something I don't do enough because it, that's yeah. what I, that that was it's the a note notes. I had for you. Good note. Yeah.
1: So my girlfriend Samira. Let's see how many times I can say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about this the other day. You
0: said Samira twice, and I think pussy four or five times. High five. So <laughs> yeah, you're crushing it. Doing it. Uh, that was a high five. You couldn't see, but it that was a high five. Maybe they heard it. Probably.
1: Um, we were, we were doing a thing where we were talking about like, if you had to describe somebody in five words, what would those five words be, which mm-hmm. is pretty interesting to do with anybody sure. if sure. it goes well. Yeah. And one of the words she was like, this isn't really a word. She was like, it's a phrase. She's
0: describing you or herself? Me. Okay.
1: We were doing it for each other.
0: Oh, a phrase. Uh, well, that's all five words.
1: What? No, no, no. Well, she was, she used uh, okay. a couple other words. And then the third thing she was like, this isn't a word. It's more of a phrase, but she was like, but I would describe you as very no nonsense. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And she was like, and I think it's a result of, like, all the shit that's happened in your life. She was like, I think so much has happened and it's been so difficult that, like, you don't have time and space for nonsense. Which I totally agree with. And I say that to say that I think, like, the older you and I both get, the more, like, chilled out. I think we are because it's like, man, I, I don't have time for nonsense. I don't have time for bullshit. Well,
0: I mean, I think that's, I think yes and no. Like, I think you're still, like, you're still... I feel like the older I get, in theory, hopefully I'm getting kinder. That's the goal, at least that's a goal for me. Um, So with that comes like a little bit of like, oh, maybe this person I don't really wanna deal with, but I wanna be nice and polite and kind to them and give Mm. them the same respect that I would hope to get in response. Mm. So that's dealing with a little bit of nonsense. But the no nonsense, I think, for me, is like a little bit of like not caring about the little shit. Yeah. Like things that I have found like in work, Environments where like other people will get huffed up about I'm just kind of right. like eh yeah, <laughs> whatever man yeah yeah yeah. it's I don't care yeah yeah I mean like I do care but it's right. like not a big deal like all right. this is gonna this isn't like the scheme of things or the scheme of the shit that I've been through in the last yeah. decade Right. this is a tiny little pee.
1: right right yeah I wonder if we're different in that way actually like cause I I don't know I think I can still actually get wrapped up in little stuff and you often have to get like talk me down out of it right but like I don't I don't know. I mean, maybe also because I'm r- still really grieving. Mm-hmm. Because, as you know, listeners, uh, my dad died what six months ago.
0: Uh, yeah, about just about six months.
1: Yeah, so it's still pretty fresh for me, and sure. I think that has put me in a place of where, like, you'll get an email from a stranger who's like, "Hey, Steve, can I have coffee with you and pick your brain?" And like, you are very kind and lovely about that, and we'll be like, "Sure, like, let me give you some of my time." I am in a place where I would not necessarily ascribe it to kindness I'm sort of like no actually I don't have time for that right now because like all of my energy sort of needs to go to me to like right. get me out of bed in the morning and get me through my day and also to people that I love and and people who support me in return yeah. and you Why, know
0: I think that is That is you being... A, you're more in the weeds with grief right Right. now. But also I think that's you being like trying to kind in another way of being kind to yourself. It's not like you're like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. It's just like you're still nice about things. Yeah. But I also think that's indicative of like how you and I uh, deal with things differently. Mm -hmm. I feel like in time of um, chaos or Mm -hmm. in times of sadness Mm -hmm. or mourning... I search. I yearn for distractions. Totally. I like to busy myself to try right. to keep away from those feelings a little bit, right? Or at least like try to push things down the road enough that they become more manageable. They break right. up, and then I can you know digest them, right? Or just distract because yeah. you know, it's a ignore. Break from it. Um, whereas I feel like you, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you tend to like more just like I'm. I'm in this, and I'm dealing with this.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's funny. Like I was actually. Um, my therapist did, we'll also see how many times I can say my therapist. It's only therapy. once, so this is, I, know, I but think this will win. It's one of 50. Therapist will win. Yeah. Um, my therapist had given me this book on grief that I actually ended up really loving. Um, and in it, it described grief as um, winter of the soul, which sure. felt very accurate to me.
0: It also sounds like a, like a, feels like a, like a, a bad high school poem. I know,
1: totally. And but so like, fair. In it's the abstract, it sounds so cheesy, but I've had a very difficult time because we don't talk about like grief and death a lot in our culture. I've had a really hard time finding things that feel accurate to me. Sure. And so when I read that phrase, I was like, yes, that's what this feels like. Because not only does that feel like it's describing how I feel as a person right now, but it also then implies that one day spring will come. Right?
0: And that it's perhaps cyclical.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like it's gonna,
0: it's going to come, it's going to... And winter will be around again. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's gonna totally. come. Totally. Yes. But it's not forever and unless you and,
0: live in like Los Angeles, which I guess is like Zoloft.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Just a nice low dose oh, of Prozac. Like, there's a little bit of sadness, yeah. but yeah, it's it's pretty like yeah. oh, it's
0: only sixty five degrees. That's um, emotional LA.
1: Yes. Yes. That's good.
0: Yeah, um, it's better than Winter of the Soul. All right. I know. Okay. The Wait, ther- I think that's a. I'm interrupting. You are. Okay. Go ahead. So rude. Yeah. Anyway,
1: so I was saying to my therapist recently that I feel like I have the like the smallest couple buds of mm-hmm. of spring. Just in the last like two to three weeks, I've noticed like, oh, I'm suddenly capable of things that I wasn't capable of before, and um, and he was saying like, he was like, that's great. I'm glad you're feeling better. Also, what that indicates to me is that you really went there. Like you really fell right. to your grief. And I think to your point, that's true. Like there were days, I mean, not days, there were months where I honestly didn't even know if I could survive it. It was yes. so painful. Um, and, and, but then, I but now I feel like, oh, right, that had a purpose. Cause like I right. allowed myself to feel. And he was like, most of the time grief is so painful that very few people can sustain it because it just is so difficult.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a, that speaks to another thing of how we are different. Uh-huh. In that, like, I think in a lot of times in that, like, I always try to be as sensitive to what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, but at some points, I'd be like, "Oh, come on, pick yourself up a little yeah, bit." Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't. I mean, I would. I always like try to give you tough love. Right. But like, just like internally, like, come on, you can get through this. But that's right. just. I think that's what I do and subsequently I, it doesn't, my process isn't as fast. Right. Like it appears to be faster but it's really like the gum I swallowed that really takes like seven years to digest as yeah. opposed to just like, you know, I don't know, shitting out the gum faster. Right, <laughs> right. But right. like, yeah. Like I think last year, for example, like the second half of the year, the first half of the year I was dealing with my mother's passing. Right, right. And like also mourning, I think, without even being totally conscious of it, uh, our relationship. Totally. But, like, the second half of the year, there was no real problems. Right. There was, the first time, for a long time, there wasn't, like, something catastrophic. Right. And I had a really hard time dealing with that.
1: Yeah, I remember. I mean, but...
0: Because I thought, like, oh, I've dealt with this, and now, like, everything's fine, so I should feel good. And then when I didn't, I was, like, what... It was harder. I was, like, I was depressed because I wasn't happy. Right.
1: And, in fact, like, you are depressed... I mean I'm assuming so because you actually haven't dealt with it right because like you're still mourning like it's not like well dealt with that and I
0: should feel good now yeah everything's cool
1: right and that's where it gets tricky because it's like you want to feel good like I'm so tired of being depressed and sad and incapable of like social interaction and yet it's just where I am but it's exhausting and miserable And like you know I'd like to be done with it I'm just not
0: that's also interesting, uh, and we'll get down to like more specifics. Mm-hmm. We're talking very really right can't now. Can't wait, can't wait. But uh, I think there was a period of time during that year in which, to what you just said, like, I I didn't want to feel better. Mm. That's like, interesting. I remember talking to my therapist. <laughs> uh, that's and, two. For the audience, yeah. that's two. Well, just one on one, though. Yeah, you've yeah said, No, fair. You've said it a few times, twice, I think. Yeah. Um, But I remember talking to him and saying, I know, I feel like I could make more of an active decision to be happier Mm -hmm. or try to pursue that more ardently. Right. But I don't want to. I don't feel like it. Yeah. And that was also like a kick in the dick. Like, why don't I even want to just... But it was just like, I didn't think I recognized it because like I still come from... Uh, a product of my father who's like right. so a perpetual optimist. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, oh boy. Duncan!
1: <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of pet interruptions on Yeah, here. a lot of pet interruptions. Well,
0: you know. I'll, boy. Get
1: him. I'll get it. I'm, get, I'm getting it. I'm getting
0: it. We might edit this out. We might leave it in. Who knows? Okay. Um,
1: yeah, but then it's sort of like, I wonder about this thing of like, I could make an active choice to be happy, but I just don't want to. like for me that indicates well you are where you need to be like if you're sad and you don't want to be anything else like that's where you're supposed to be emotionally there's a reason that you're there you know
0: yeah i think so but like as i said like you know you know my father i do you know him well yes how would you
1: describe your father
0: uh a the best kind of maniac
1: oh that's nice that's good i always describe him or maybe this is you and i stole it from you Uh as like like the cheesiest car salesman with a heart of gold yeah like he
0: tells like he tells like delightful awful jokes yeah yeah but it's just the sweetest man has the best intentions. yes yeah but like he's always like i think it's been hard for him to like recognize vulnerability because right. i think for, from a young age he was like the man of the house totally so well that's such
1: a generational it's thing it's very too, generational
0: right? so like that was like kind of ingrained in me so like to feel like kind of depressed it's like well Mm. why can't i pull myself out of this and why don't i want to pull myself out of this right right it's just like it was like a new experience
1: right right Um, do you feel like you're still in that place do you feel like like now when you look back at that time is it like oh i feel differently now than i did then or is it the same
0: i do a little bit Mm -hmm. um uh most i think so what a month and a half ago Lauren and I took a it was like a, a cathartic road trip, uh-huh, uh-huh. right? Yep, um, where we drove her father's car, mm-hmm. uh, this this little old Porsche that mm-hmm. he loved. Little old, I keep on saying old. I People know like, but it's what, not 1960s? that old. Yeah, it's yeah, like it was 2000. like two thousand. Yeah, um, from his, Pittsburgh. His
1: midlife crisis. His midlife car.
0: crisis, but yeah. he loved it. He did. Uh, midlife crisis car. We picked it up in Pittsburgh, where we're both from, mm-hmm. and we drove it back out here to Los Angeles. Um, and then after that, I went to New York, and then I also went to France for two weeks by myself, or with friends for like half of it, and by myself for half of it, and never did it ever feel like, um, like what is it, uh, what is it, Brick in, um, Cat on the Hot Tin Roof, where uh-huh. he's, he's always like, he's an alcoholic, so he's just like drinking, drinking, he's always waiting for the click, Right. so it like, feels like, ah, uh, that sense of ease, huh. like I never experienced that, yeah. like there's moments of like feeling like incredibly calm, or like and feeling like Uh, moment of clarity but it never felt like such like a instant catharsis Hmm. but then when i got home i felt like without knowing it like calmer i felt like i didn't have to like stay like such a shark that i had to keep moving yeah i didn't feel like i was in like for a while a period of definitely uh it would get to like 10 o'clock at night and be like well who's around that can make me feel like a whole person,
1: somebody on Tinder. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. not necessarily. There's other apps. You don't yeah. get it, but there's a lot of opportunities. <laughs> right. Um. But I think that I eventually got to that place. Hmm. Like, I uh, so I feel a little bit calmer now. Oh, that's is that, interesting. Is that
1: the question? We haven't talked about that. I have no idea what my question was.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um.
1: Huh. Yeah, because I think a similar thing happened for me where, like, we went on on this road trip. We went on the road trip, mm-hmm. and then. There was no po- I mean, there were really beautiful points in that trip and really like incredible moments between the two of us because I think we were not only grieving our parents who we lost a year apart from one another, but also like our marriage and, and really transitioning our relationship into, into this like, you know, familial best friendship zone. Yeah. But then when we got home, I remember we were driving up my street. And we pulled up in front of my house and parked and I just broke down. Like I just started sobbing because I think in that moment, I like, it was sort of what you're saying happened for me where I realized in that moment that I felt different somehow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think it was also like, um, it, it felt like, oh, it's it's over a little bit like this Hmm. kind of constant movement or this journey is like a little bit over. Yeah. Not like not, I mean, not that it's our relationship or grieving is over, but just like this kind of chapter, it felt like a little bit of a close and it it came a little bit later for me because I was still moving for like the next three weeks. Right. Like, right. And I also think there's always like just like a post travel malaise, but it just felt like all of this dust that we were kicking up making our running from various things or actually physically on the road. Right. Like when you stop, the dust settles on you.
1: Right. I mean, I think the other thing though about that trip for me was that it felt... I realized, I think when we got back, that it felt less like running from something and more running to something. Like that was the catharsis for me of like pulling up to my house and being like, there was something so solid about like, this is my home, my best friend's beside me, like we have weathered like just more than two Mm -hmm. people should ever have to weather together. And there's... I don't know. There's a, um, a tangibleness. Is that a word? Uh... You can put
0: a ness on after, after or anything. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like... It was something so tangible and solid about that where like, I don't feel like I've had solid ground underneath me right. in some way for a couple of years. Right. And suddenly it was like, okay, like I'm depressed and miserable yeah. and sad, but also okay. I'm okay. Yeah. And capable of like joy and happiness and laughter in the midst of this.
0: Well, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess that's that it, 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 there was just a little bit of resolve. Yeah. I yes. also think what came for me like when uh, I, mean, I say, when I said when I was saying like running away from something, right, I, I think you're absolutely right. Like that, I felt like I was running towards something because mm-hmm. of that trip and then my subsequent j- journeys was, but that trip specifically it was the first time in a long time I remembered being like actively excited about something,
1: right, like right. for like.
0: When it became a possibility, like two or three months before that, I was like, "Oh man!" I felt this like little flicker. I felt this spark of yeah. like a part of me that was like kind of laid dormant, like a room that had been closed. It, like peeked inside and like, "All oh, right, excitement!"
1: Oh, would you say that you were experiencing maybe perhaps a winter of the soul?
0: Hmm. <laughs> so I saw the first bud of spring.
1: Do you see what I'm saying though? Right, like that yeah. spark. It's the same thing. It's it is like, the same thing. I can feel in some ways like the ice that is I built around my heart to protect myself in the middle of this very vulnerable tenuous time starting to crack a little bit
0: for sure no I think that's accurate. I think it just I, I bulk against I think it's just the word soul <laughs> I, Every know. Time I hear the word soul just uh-huh, like, you don't Whoa. like that
1: that's because you're a boy
0: I'm a boy and it's also just like it reminds me of like being like a you know yeah, a, a writer in high school yeah like soul, I don't <laughs> I know, know, but no I think right. that's totally accurate
1: yeah so you're saying I'm right I, I say you're that.
0: right quite a bit. <laughs> do you sometimes? I also like I like to point out when you're wrong, you but sure I say do. you're right quite a bit. Um, okay.
1: Okay. What's so, next? What do we do now? Well, what's next?
0: I mean, look, we did what, a great. What, job if, we, so what far. if we're just like we're done? That was this good. Is it. We did it. Uh, well, I think. So we just kind of got into that. I mean, we talked about many things. In yeah. That. But the whole premise of this, uh huh. This idea, yeah. of, For this for this podcast, yeah. Is you know where are the moments of levity in all of the things that are real turdy. yeah um and there's like so many that i because you were my partner for so long and then gradually with a lot of work transitioned into my best friend right uh there's so many moments that we've shared together yeah i feel like i can't even think of a really good example right now but like I don't know me make uh, just being in the hospital, and being on a shit ton of drugs, and being in a lot of pain, but having some sort of joke.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I know. Doing
0: awful, at pulling up. Any no, 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 no,
1: you're fine. I was thinking about that too. Like I was thinking about you know the premise of of what you're doing, and I, I think it's so important, right? Like I was raised with a mother who was always like, "You gotta laugh," like you know I have. Freddie, who's my mentally retarded younger brother, Mm -hmm. mentally disabled, for those of you who are sensitive about the R word. Mm -hmm. And, you know... She always, in, in context of Freddie, was like, you just, you have to laugh. Like, when Freddie would do something that would be mortifying to me in the grocery store, it was always like, yeah. you just have to find the humor. Like, I was raised
0: in that kind of house. Or which... when, like, Freddie put his fingers up his butt and people thought it was chocolate.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. You just went there. Well,
0: that's a really good, it's Steve. a good occasion. yeah. He's not going to listen to this. <laughs> He's really not.
1: It's just so gross. Yeah, but he was... Yes. Yeah, yeah. He was a little kid, and he was he's retarded. Kid. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there's a lot of things. Yeah,
1: a lot of things. Yeah. But then I was trying to think of like specific examples. Number one from our relationship, like when you were sick, and then also, like from your mom dying, and and then my dad dying, and then I was having a hard time coming up with, as you said, like specific examples. You know, of like, oh, here was this time where I really laughed, even yeah. though I know that we were laughing throughout all of it.
0: So much, but it's it's interesting. Like, the, I, I at some point. um, I was talking to somebody about writing things down. Yeah. And I was like, I really need to do more of that. Right. I've never been like one to journal really because I've always been uh, product over process. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um, But I remember like so many of those nurses in the hospital. Yeah. And felt like these people changed my life. Totally. And I will never forget them. Right. <laughs> and now they're just like a blur. Like yeah. an amorphous blur. And I yeah. remember moments and I remember right. some specifics, but like... I remember some faces, some right. are blurred. I remember right. some names, some of them are just gone. Yeah, and it's like, how does how did that happen? And it happened just because you keep, you, of course, you, you keep go moving. on. But it feels like this thing that you're never going to forget. And you never forget yeah. the sensation and the gratitude, but yeah. you you forget the specifics, which feels so implausible.
1: I know, especially when you're in it, right? It yeah. feels like you're just going to be here forever. Mm-hmm. And then, but that's also so hopeful, right? That like,
0: right.
1: I mean, when you were in the hospital, I remember feeling like that was going to be our life forever in, yeah. in some way, shape or form. And now it's just like this teeny blip, yeah. which is crazy, but also amazing. Like it's amazing. I was saying this to you last week or two weeks ago when it was your birthday mm-hmm. and we went dancing for Steve's birthday. Thanks for all the birthday wishes
0: listeners. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so ungrateful. Yeah. And, um, that's good. That'll get you more, mm-hmm. more listeners. Guilt. Yeah, that's, yeah good. that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's the fabric of everything. And like, and I did very little dancing that night because I just sort of watched you dance and because I was...
0: Oh, right. I had a, like a dance party oh, yeah. thing for my birthday. Yeah, yeah. In the dark. Right. It's a weird dance party in the dark that I like to go to, but it's amazing. Continue. Yeah,
1: yeah so it was like watching, just like watching you dance and seeing how healthy you are. It's so cheesy in some ways, but like... It was just such a marvel to me to like watch your physical body move through space after having witnessed you be 90 pounds in the hospital like you know I I mean there you know there were days where I actually thought you were going to die. I mm-hmm. mean where I was really faced with like oh my god, this man who I love, who I'm engaged to or whatever at the time, like I might actually lose. Like I think there were a couple of points where you, you were close to death certainly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a couple times in which people have always asked me, like, did you ever think you were really going to, well, you're not going to make it? Yeah. There was a bunch of times in which, like, I was like, I don't know, I don't know if I am going to make it emotionally. Right. Um, but physically, there was only, like, once or twice, um, we're just like, you know, I had, like, 105 temperature, and yeah, and your my heart rate, rate, rate had was, like, and... or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um...
1: But then it's like, that was four years ago, five years ago, mm-hmm. and now you're healthy and dancing, and it's like yep. it never happened, even though of course it didn't. It's such an incredible part of who you are as a person, but um, I don't know. I don't know where any of that just came from or where I was right. going with it, but it's just like those specific moments of laughter aren't super clear to me, but I do remember like like, one of my most vivid memories of you being in the hospital is us deciding to watch Breaking Bad, finally. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I would just, like, crawl in beside you in bed, mm-hmm. and we would watch hours of Breaking Bad, and it was amazing, and you were also on Death's Door, or, yeah. like... And
0: we were both just, like, flop sweating from intensity. Like, there was that one minute, that one episode where... You know, you guys know the episode. Yeah, yeah. Where, they, yeah. where the brothers <laughs> trying to kill him and kill the Hank. Anyways, and both of us, my I'm, I'm already my heart rate's already up at like 150 right. resting. Right. So like it was like, this is maybe we should take a break. Yeah. <laughs> we should just watch. Let's watch something lighter. Let's watch Sports Night again.
1: But there's something about that, right? It's like even if it's not humor, there's something about just. The day-to-day life that still happens, even when something terrible is happening. Mm-hmm. I'm always kind of struck by that, right? Like, I don't know. Like, my dad died, and it was the worst thing that's ever happened to me, and it still is the worst. Like, and for me to be able to say that is yeah, really... Something. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, something. Yeah. My life just keeps figuring out ways to top itself. I, I, was
0: like, I was like, I guess, yeah, I guess that would be the... Yeah, that's probably the worst. Yeah, yeah it's the worst. Yeah. We're just
1: We're just going to keep going up that roller yeah. coaster. See how high... Hi, I can go. But then I don't even know what I'm talking about, but there are still like things that happen where you're like, well, I guess I got to rent a car from the airport and talk to this rental agent who has mm-hmm. no idea that like yesterday my father killed himself. Yeah. Like, you know, it's and there's such mundanity that happens. Yeah. And there and and in that, I think there's peace somehow or grace maybe.
0: Well, be, I mean, I think it's interesting just because like in like that in those instances like it feels like you're like a secret.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a really weird secret.
0: Yeah. And somehow it makes this like mundane event feel all the more profound, even though right. it's just renting a car. Right. Or it's just going to... Right. The, you know, the supermarket.
1: Yeah. I remember so much like... <laughs> like the, So like the day my dad died, uh, I, I got the call in the morning and Steve... Um, Oh, my God. On my way here, I was like, have you cried on the podcast yet? Me? Yeah. Has anybody cried? I was like, I can't be the first person to cry.
0: Well, fun story, true story. Uh, The third one of these I recorded, actually, I did it with my boss, Adam Goldberg. And I was... I'm very technologically inept. And I recorded it, but I didn't... I didn't... As I was uploading episodes, I wasn't deleting. Oh, yeah. I remember. So I recorded the episode with him without realizing it, 10 minutes in, the card was full. Oof. So it stopped. So I and mean, we, it wasn't like full on crying, but he got emotional man. and like started getting misty. And then I got like cry and no one's ever going to hear it. No one's going to hear it. Was it was just a nice chat between That's us. That's
1: so sad. Well, yeah. I don't want to be the first person to cry, but I'm probably going to Oh no, you got to be. Um, But I, re- I remember like, so you came over and it was just like an unspeakable day, right? And then um, uh that night you were like, let's go to El Coyote for dinner. Sure. Uh, which is my favorite place ever.
0: A little... A wonderful but cheese ball Mexican restaurant in Los Angeles, yeah,
1: where it's cheesy and everything is covered in cheese, yeah, yeah, so oh, yeah, uh, and it's just like has always sort of been like our comfort place, and it was like where I wanted to go. It
0: feels like a hug, it's like a hug yeah. that gives you probably a, 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 little, diarrhea, bit diarrhea, like a little bit of diarrhea, I say, right? it's a diarrhea hug, <laughs>
1: right? which
0: Gross. is not a great way to <laughs> describe <laughs> it, but it's accurate.
1: <laughs> So so we went there and do you remember this that like they delivered your food before my food mm-hmm. or vice versa they delivered my food before your yes, food or your something food. Yeah, and your
0: carnitas came first
1: yes and yes. I was furious about it like I yep. got really mad and I was like this is bad service and like which is not very characteristic of me and then we couldn't find the waitress and like in that moment I was like uh, excuse me uh, my dad died can we get our food and. <laughs> And I remember you laughing so much in the moment. And, like, I mean, at that point, it was still really difficult and hard to say out loud. Like, it Mm -hmm. felt like I was, I don't know, playing a character or something whose dad had died. Like, I didn't like saying the words out loud.
0: Yeah, because that doesn't feel like a real thing.
1: No, not at all. But there was something where, like, you you laughed, and then you're like, yeah, you better milk this. And I don't know, it's one of the... I mean, I have a lot of very clear memories from those first couple days. But, like, I remember really laughing in that moment, you know, which felt probably 12 hours before, like it was never going to happen again.
0: Yeah. I remember that was, the, I think it was the first time you did it. And I would just be like, oh yeah, you gotta, you better milk this. Cause at some point you'd be like, yeah, I died like four years ago. Oh, right. Well. <laughs> yeah. uh, so take advantage right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, similarly, I remember in that first day mm-hmm. I came over mm-hmm. and I, this is something I've, I've talked with you about, but I, um, Talking about, like, what last year, how that, a lot of it felt like kind of just beige and underwater for me. Right. And it's like, I just didn't know how to deal with why I wasn't feeling particularly happy or what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, why I couldn't just kind of, like, buck up. Right. And then, I remember as soon as, because you called me to yeah. tell me that your dad had gone missing. Yes. Initially.
1: Should we, so my dad was bipolar for mm-hmm. my whole life and, um had really struggled with his mental illness and had attempted suicide three times previously. And so uh,
0: twice while we were together.
1: Right. Once and before. once when I was a kid. The first time was when I was 16. So it was like, on, on one hand, something I dealt with a lot in my life and you had dealt with with me. Mm-hmm. He had been in and out of um, psych hospitals. And he had just he'd been in the psych hospital um, for a depression for about six weeks previous to yeah. this. And got out the day before, and then the next morning, his girlfriend called me to tell me he had gone missing and had left his cell phone and wallet at home. So there was like an hour of my life where we didn't know where he was, right. and but you know, like I knew it wasn't good. Like I knew that this probably didn't have a good ending.
0: Yeah, and I, you remember you calling and telling me we were on the phone, and then you got two phone calls, and you were like, I should go because I don't know what these are about, but they happened in quick succession. And Then you called yeah. me back to say just that that he right. he's missing, nobody right. can find him. And I was walking into work, and I was like, okay, well, let's, you know, not fight battles before we need to. I'm mm-hmm. just trying to keep you calm. And
1: Well, you wanted to come over, I remember. You were like, I'll just, I'll just come over. And I was like, no, 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 like, it's fine. He's done this before. Like, it'll be fine. They'll find him. Like, yeah. no big deal.
0: Um, and then I remember calling you like 10 minutes later when you had more details, but you still, we still know what would have been going on. And I was just like, you know, I'm just, I'm going to get out of here. I'm just going to come over.
1: Yeah. And clean. I was really fighting you on that. Yes. Yeah.
0: And then, I remember as I was driving over, there was a moment for me of, like, being, like, uh, oh, not, like, this is will sound terrible, but, like, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, it was, it was um, not excitement, but it was, like, ease. It was huh. calm because, it was like, okay, this I know how to do. Right. This, like, level of, like... Or flight, or right. kind of chaos, right? I know how to interact, I know how to work in this, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. This, like it was just like a little bit of a sense of, like, as much as it was fucking terrible, and yeah. like I was like the entire way over, like intermittently crying and like yeah. being like, Well, no, it's gonna be, it'll, it might it'll be, be fine. fine, yeah. Um, there was also like a moment of, like, Okay, I know how, this, I can help you with, right? This I can help. I I know how to act in this. Right.
1: Because there's this like very definitive task at hand, right? Like there's like an immediate crisis that needs to be dealt Mm -hmm. with. It's like on some level it becomes very pragmatic. Like what do we, I mean, certainly not for me, but I know this as a caretaker, like when you were sick all the time or even when I was younger and a caretaker in my family in various respects, it's like, okay, like here's the list of things I'm going to do. And you just sort of go into action mode. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it was, so it was like that, but it was also like just like the previous like decade. Right. There was always something. And this was so, like, I became accustomed to that. Yeah. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. But I remember just walking into your house and your mother had called me, like, moments before I got to your house to tell me what had happened. Yeah. Uh, And walking into your house and you just kind of, like, crumpled. You collapsed. Yeah. And then, like, the next couple of hours was kind of a little bit of a blur. Right. Um, But then I remember... I think it speaks to like our relationship and also speaks to a shorthand but also like showing that like it was like oh this is gonna be okay it's mm-hmm. gonna be shitty for a while now but I remember you were crying at one point and I just like offhand like oh come on you're gonna be a, you, gonna be a, you gonna cry like a little pussy yeah <laughs> and you giggled just like that yeah. I was like okay we're gonna yeah. be okay here this is gonna be like a shitty uh, week a shitty month and a shitty year yeah more so for you but like, it's going to be okay. You sure?
1: Was it more so for me? Do you, or do you feel like it was also really?
0: <laughs> uh, no, I mean, but it was, you know, it was not a, it was a rough I mean, period for me. but no, of course. But clearly much uh, harder for you. But that was just like, I remember that was the first time of like, oh, we are laughing here. Right. This is, this is going to be, okay. this is like a surmount, another surmountable task Yeah. That we will get through. You
1: know what's interesting is like, I just had a moment while you were talking about that, it's like, of like, man, human beings, <laughs> like what amazing creatures. Yeah. But, um. I was talking about this with Carmel, our friend Carmel recently. Mm-hmm. About like resilience and how there's this thing that happens. I'm sure you get this too, of like people being like, Oh my God, like you are just so strong. You are so resilient. Like, oh I can't believe you're capable of getting through all this. Yeah. And it always really makes me mad because I wanna be like, Well, number one, I don't really feel like I got a choice in any of that. And also, like, what the fuck is the alternative? Like I don't know like what yeah. do you just give up? Like what's the Yeah? Do you know what I mean? Like
0: I, I do feel the way but whenever somebody says it, I'm like, ah, you know, I I, I kind of feel like my, my MO is like, I mean, I didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm sure you probably get through it too. But there's also in the back of my head, like, goddamn right I'm fucking strong. Right. I'm the strongest right. fucking man alive. <laughs> yeah. And, like there's moments yeah. where I'm like, motherfucker, I'm the strongest person alive ever. Yeah. Because yeah. like you've you have weathered this, and this is like these merit badges that you've right. gathered to.
1: So that's the thing I'm interested in, is like I feel like at the moment, mm, kind of, I feel a little fearless. I Mm -hmm. feel a little like, what else you got? Like, bring it, bro. Bring it. Yeah. Right? Like, I just survived this. Like, I survived the loss of my father. It's going to continue to be difficult. I don't know that it will ever go away. Like, you lost your mom a year before that, who I was also super close to. We got divorced. I figured out that I was gay at 30. Like, before that, like, you were super sick. Mm
0: -hmm. And like yeah, and there's tabloid just been like stuff too.
1: What and tabloid stuff? Yeah, just like insanity that I feel like, sure, I can I can do this. Yeah. Like I got it. I got it. But then I'm also to your point what you're saying about like you don't know what to do when things aren't chaotic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I keep thinking about, I don't know that I've mentioned this to you. I keep thinking about the psychic that we saw in Sedona.
0: Oh, yes. Which
1: is a thing we did. We saw a psychic in because Sedona.
0: Sedona is is known for being like one of the psychic capitals of north america right there's all these red rocks and these apparently vortexes and there's uh-huh. this magnetic energy so there's uh-huh. like a very uh, hippy dippy frou fru vibe in sedona yeah, which yeah. is kind of cool and fun yeah
1: it was super fun and yeah. it felt like when in rome we better go do this yeah. and i had never seen a psychic before you hadn't either right
0: um i had i when i was in sedona when i was like 12 oh right my mom like for kicks we like had like a apartment we rented an apartment for like two days or something um and brought, like, the psychic into the house, into the apartment. And I think I was there for, like, five minutes of it. Mm-hmm. Just for, like, a brief period of it. Um, but other than that, no.
1: So he said to both of us, he did separate readings for us, but we were <laughs> in the room for the other persons. He said to both of us in various ways that, like, the worst was behind us. Do you remember this? Yes. Like, he was very clear, which on one hand is, like, okay, psychic, I get it. like yeah. <laughs> You know? But on the other hand, I'm like, oh, my God, could that... Like, I'm like, what is it? What would it feel like to entertain that actually being the truth? Because there's been nothing in my life to indicate, like, it just keeps getting worse. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to say that totally. Like, because the thing keeps on being things. It keeps yeah, on being that's right. More hurdles right. and
0: more obstacles. That's right.
1: Yeah. Yes. The, even if there are periods of calm or periods of triumph or whatever, like, it just keeps topping out. And yeah. <laughs> Like, what else can I throw at you? Yeah. Like, what if that's true? What do you do with that? Is it could it be true?
0: I think it could one hundred percent. I mean, look, there's always going to be things, but I think like, I mean, we're not going to like live the rest of our life is just going to be smooth sailing, and that also be God, that sounds awful. But like,
1: some people have that, right? Yeah. Or is that not is that not true? Everyone has stuff.
0: Everyone, I think everyone has stuff. Yeah. But some of their stuff is like. When, when like sometimes broke
1: my toe couldn't go on vacation yeah and then I'll be
0: like oh that does suck but also go fuck yourself <laughs> right, right 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 I mean right. it sucks to miss a vacation so that's right. not the best example but like there's <laughs> things where um, but like in that moment there was I remember him saying that to me and we had different reactions to the psychic yes like, very I thought you were really into it yeah and you thought I was really not into it yeah and the inverse was true. I was really into it, which surprised me because I'm, like, usually, like, the, fuck this. Yeah, you're so, like, and sarcastic. you were so and... not into oh, it. Oh, my
1: God. I thought he was the biggest yambag.
0: He was a yambag, but also, like, he was just saying things that were, like, when he said, like, the worst is over. Yeah. Like, there was many times in that reading where, like, I had to, and he's saying, like, a lot of pat things. Yeah. But it was just, like, nice to hear. And, like, yeah. there's a lot of times where, like, I almost, like, I was, like, welling up and trying not to cry in front of right. this yambag psychic. <laughs> right. But... But yeah, I mean, I think there was like there was like a little bit of both things in there, like where I was like that was so like oh my god, what would that be like to right. to just like be on placid water? Yeah. But then the other part is like, how? What do I do then? Uh huh. What do I do with myself? How do I fill the time?
1: Oh man, see, I feel less like that. I feel like. If things really are going to be, like, a little calmer, I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Like, I got a whole list of shit I got to get done, you know? Like, I'm going to start surfing. I'm going to, like, create a bunch of shit. Uh I'm going to, you know?
0: Well, I will say this is, like, where our closeness comes into play. Right. I feel like you say that, and I say the same thing, but then when it actually happens, it's not that way. Wait, what do you, you mean? Whenever you, like, have calm. Yeah. You don't take advantage of it in that way.
1: Do you feel like you've known me when there's been calm? Like, I don't even know that there's a period of life that I could point to for either one of us since, like, we were 22 where I'm like, well, there's a, a solid long period that's of fair. stability. That's fair. There's
0: not been, like, right? a really long period. But I feel like it's just, like, a little bit interwoven into us now that, like... There's just always going to be shit. There's something. And if there's not, we'll make something a little bit because that's, like, a little bit of how we know how to see the world. Right. And maybe that'll, that'll lessen over time if we have, you know renaissance. Right.
1: (laughs) I kind of want to believe that that's the thing that like we got all the shit out that like maybe
0: Quite literally.
1: uh, Yeah. So much shit. So much shit. All of the terms, A lot of people right have to deal with illness and like their bodies breaking down later in life and Mm -hmm. so they get to enjoy like youth and vitality and a healthy marriage and having children and then things sort of start to go awry. That's usually the way it works when you get older
0: and then because all these things you build up start to fall away gradually because that's just aging.
1: But maybe you and I just got it out of the way early. Kind of. I mean. Maybe?
0: Would stand to reason. I mean we're going to get back to like because eventually we will get old if we're lucky. Yeah, yeah. And Things will start to fall away, either our our own health or jobs or people around us. But maybe we have like you know, um, the calm years, the uh, the uh, the years of uh, plenty.
1: That is the sitcom we sell. The calm calm years. years. Oh God, (laughs) where's the conflict? Why is there need to be? There's no conflict. There's no conflict. That's the pitch. Seinfeld sold a show that way we could we could sell Well he
0: sold a show on the show that way.
1: But he sold a show about nothing. We could sell a show, a show about, about zero his <laughs> about zero conflict.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, Great
1: pitch. If anyone's listening that mm-hmm. wants to make that show. Zero conflict.
0: <laughs> there's a fair amount of feelings. There's a lot of eating. A
1: lot of feelings.
0: Uh, there's a lot of eating. There's A lot, lot of, of good of, music. Great music. Great music. There's a lot of lovely montages.
1: Uh-huh. Good conversations about like creativity and yeah, the process. Yeah. there's still like
0: stuff about dating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that could be your
1: struggle. Your dating. my struggle. Sure, yeah. Sure. My struggle is like, ooh, first lesbian relationship. This is so hard.
0: And then I'm like, it's been three years. Chill out. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I wouldn't buy it, but you know, we'll work wow,
1: you're it. not even believing in our own project. Look, I that, think we could make, we can it, make it
0: interesting. Yeah, sure, it'll be great. Yeah, okay. The calm years. The calm years.
1: I mean, that's the other thing. Is like, I mean, we might have talked about this on our road trip. Is like, I feel like going through all of this makes me has made me learn. Oh, life is not short.
0: For sure. <laughs> life
1: is a very long thing. Yes. Because we've been through so much, like. You know, in the past six months, I have learned what truly like unspeakable pain feels like. Like I never could have anticipated that losing a parent would would result in this kind of pain. Especially I didn't even in the
0: fashion that you did.
1: Yeah, and like you know, I had been so close to him in the past couple of years, and it's just it's been it's just a sort of it's a kind of pain that I honestly did not know existed.
0: It's a well, it's a different thing. You felt physical pain, you felt emotional pain at a different level, but it's just like oh. This is the spinal tap. It goes to 11.
1: Yeah. It felt like, oh my God, this exists. And like, Mm -hmm. no one ever told me. And maybe, I think it is because like grief is so difficult to talk about that no one has the words. And also grief is so different.
0: It's so hard to articulate and it's different for everybody. Right. It's so like intangible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, but having gone through that and having really like the longest six months of my life and now starting to feel like a different kind of grief, maybe a grief that allows me to function on a daily basis in a way that I wasn't previously but also in that new form of clarity allows me to miss him in a way that I haven't before right, right? like you and I went to a movie a couple of weeks ago I was telling you and in the middle of the movie um somebody laughed and it sounded just like him right and I hadn't thought about his laugh in so long and mm-hmm. like just hearing his laugh made me think like oh my god like I'm never never gonna hear it again you know so I'm missing like pieces of him in a way that I wasn't before because before it was like this numbing like can't get out of bed grief and now it's like oh I, I can really face the fact that my father's gone and he's never coming back Right. Um, but it, it also just makes me realize like oh god like think about everything we've been through in the past decade like there's a lot of life to live <laughs> and things that feel so huge in the moment and, and they uh, are. And they, they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you but,
0: just somehow...
1: You move forward. You get past them. Yeah. like Yeah, it, and even though they, they then shape who you are and shape your worldview and change the fiber of, of your heart, like it's still... That was good, right? That was a good... Um,
0: the fiber I, of your heart? Yeah. I, actually, that I'm fine with. <laughs> that. You, it's just, you said the fiber of your soul, soul you like, would have been out. fiber of your soul.
1: I'm going to write a poem, like a poem as if I were 14, called Fiber of the Heart. Um, sure. <laughs> uh... Maybe that's the name of our show. Fiber of the heart.
0: So the comm years. Colon
1: the comm years. Oh boy! Another high five. All right. Yes. Nailed it. Okay. (laughs) Are you done? You Mm. just got.
0: No. Um. You were. How are we doing?
1: We're at forty-nine minutes. Okay. How are you feeling, listeners? Are you bored of us yet? We could do this. This is like a three-day-long podcast, right? Yeah. This could be. This could be (laughs) serious. Well. You're gonna have me back on. I'll
0: be on for like the fiftieth episode.
1: 50th? I should wait that long? Well,
0: I mean, it'll be like, you know, in like another eight months.
1: Nobody's going to be more interesting than me.
0: I mean, look, we've got a lot of stories, so you might very (laughs) well be right. Um, I don't remember what we were just talking about.
1: How long life is.
0: How life is long. Yeah. It is. And I think... In so many ways, that's like... uh, makes you feel really small
1: <laughs> hmm wait tell me more about that
0: well i think it's like a double-edged sword like sometimes it's like what you were just kind of talking about like we're like what is are we ever gonna could we just be over this or is it yeah. gonna be more and more shit right. because it is so long there's yeah. gonna be more yeah yeah but also like in this other way like oh these are all just like these are all just like other little you know, logs we have to climb over. Right. And then you keep on walking through the forest right. of life. That's my poem. The forest, forest of, of life. life. Mm-hmm. That's a way worse poem. <laughs>
1: Should we put together a collection of poems? Maybe, oh, that, maybe that's our next.
0: I mean, anybody who, anybody who buys, if we put together a collection of poems, we publish it. <laughs> anybody who buys it, we immediately never talk to. <laughs> Or, that's and like, or that's how we weed out You buy we our book
1: with. and we owe you ten dollars. Oh, this is a bad business.
0: <laughs> I'd like to make money off of it and then also know like I, don't, I you don't you don't I don't want you in my life. Now I know your taste level. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well that's the other thing that grief has been super good for, right? Like it I don't know if you experienced this, but it very it made it very clear for me who I wanted in my life and who I did not want in my life who I wanted yes. to expend energy on like who was actually able to be there to support me in the way that I needed them to yeah. and this it's, is
0: something I've talked about on here with somebody I don't remember who, who knows but like that, that's always surprising as to who is comforting totally. in those periods because sometimes it's people that you don't know that well sometimes yeah. it's the people closest to you yeah, yeah. are somehow not comforting and then other people who are also very close to you are the most comforting it's yes. just like it's this weird litmus test that you've never gone through.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really fascinating because there are so many people that want to help, but often i think in our society helping is synonymous with fixing and mm-hmm. there's nothing to fix, right? It's just like it's painful, it sucks, and you sort of have to find people who are willing to sit in that mud with you, right. which is a which is an emotionally uncomfortable place to be. Like it's hard to sit next to somebody when they're having a really difficult time and not try to be like cheer up buddy it's going to be fine yeah. which is actually code for like can we just go back to our dinner and like have normal conversation yeah can we feel good again yeah cuz this is really hard for me this
0: is this makes me feel uncomfortable right
1: right 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 yes. Yeah. yeah people who are capable of like holding that space for you to sort of be a mess and talk honestly about where you are well, yeah the our- calm
0: um i remember uh, a a friend of ours uh uh-huh. uh rj yes i remember i uh, he got married a year and a half, ago, two years ago, and it was like a lovely little wedding, and it was uh, on a farm or a, like a, a campsite in Maine. Yeah. And I wasn't going to give a speech, but it was like a moment where like they just opened up, opened the wedding up, and because I was a little bit drunk and also just like I heard somebody I love who got married. Right. Um, kind of spoke to. I got up and just like you know rambled a little bit, but just talked about how. I talked about, like, seeing, like, the new flavor of Doritos. It was, like, coffee-flavored Doritos or something. And how that looked terrible. Is that a real thing? It was. Or maybe it was something like that. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. was like, it's fucking the worst so idea. Gross. But also, like, I want to try those. Right. Because they sound so bad. <laughs> right. And I, like, very ham-fistedly equated that to, like, new things. Like, it's... You focus on new shit. Like, um... The way, like, when your dad first died. Or my mom first died. Mm-hmm. Or when I was operations. Right. Uh, people like immediately like, hey, what can I do? Can I help? Can I help? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then like two weeks go by and everybody's back to their own life. Right, right. And I just was, the point of this is I was telling the story about RJ that like that he always, he, never, he was like always, six months later, was like, hey, do you need anything? Yeah. Um, and that was like, you know, a, a surprising thing. Like, yeah. oh, right, this is like, without knowing, this is kind of what I need.
1: Yeah, Um yeah. That was super helpful to me too. Um Sarah Hess, who's a friend and who I sure. work with, um, said that to me early on too. Like, it you know, it was maybe a month in and I remember we went and had lunch and she looked at me and she was like, you don't need to be okay. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to be okay six months from now and you don't need to be okay a year from now. Like, I know a lot of people are going to move on and forget and like, you're going to need to feel like, you need to move on and forget with them, but, like, you don't have to. And just knowing that she had saved that space for me and, like, right. allowing... I felt so seen in that moment. You know, it feels so validating to have that. Because it also is, like, we move so quickly in general in life, yeah. right? And, and I think if you, especially if you haven't experienced grief yourself, which I really hadn't on this level... You don't realize what a messy, difficult, long, long, long process it is. Yeah,
0: and how like far the roots extend. Yeah. And like I think we're both still learning that. Totally. Um. Yeah, it's one of those things that you. In the way, uh, there's this, like you just equate. I just tell story. I just tell stories because I can't use my own words. Yeah, yeah, it's but that difficult the movie, for me. Force majeure. Uh Did you see it? No, I did not see it. I'm excited to hear about that. (laughs) The premise of the story, this is, I'm very scattershot, Um, but the premise of the story is that like, you know, there is a family and they're in a ski resort and at one point it looks like there's a um, uh, avalanche Mm -hmm. and the dude just books it, Uh leaving his wife with his two kids. Uh Uh And that's, it's like the simplest premise. Like there was not, it was like a controlled, uh, controlled avalanche, I'm looking for Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Snow. Yeah, avalanche. avalanche. Okay,
1: you got it. Thank
0: you. Um, and that's just like a, a simple catalyst for a movie. But the rest of the movie is like it, he's questioning his masculinity. She's questioning mm. like how much you and like and it's mm. just like this. How do you recover from this shit? Um,
1: that's funny. My mom always tells a story. I think you've heard the story about it, on their uh, on their honeymoon uh-huh. that um, they were in the ocean and a jellyfish. Like attacked her, uh-huh. um, like like I mean attacked her, like started like wrapping. Well, at least in my memory of the story, like like wrapping its tentacles oh around boy, her. Like it was like a, this giant jellyfish. And jellyfish. my father. Well, it's worth noting that they later got divorced very contentiously. Sure. So so the jellyfish is like wrapping its tentacles around her, and my father took one look at her and like booked it out of the ocean. <laughs> and my mom always told the story, and like, oh, I should have known then. Yeah, that's <laughs> right? a good
0: indicator. <laughs> but I think that's like it's one of those things where like he didn't know he was gonna react that way right in theory in this it's movie force Major, like something just started like oh fuck
1: yeah yeah and, and I'm out I
0: booked it and like, right. I would like th- you would think that you would do better
1: right but and who like, knows but
0: that's like the whole experience like I would think in grief I would handle it this way I would think yeah. in like chaos or in turmoil yeah. I would handle it this way but you just don't fucking know so you go through it
1: no you really don't
0: so you that's really a profound don't. thing
1: yeah so this is hilarious this is a podcast full of laughs no
0: but it's also like just so vague <laughs> um okay, well so more specifics, just yeah. to I will do pol- polar opposites ends here. Okay. Um In the period of our relationship, yeah. What do you think was the most it sticks out as like the most the hardest for you? Whoa. The moment, I mean, there's, look, there's many to choose from. So many to choose from. But, like, what did you think, like, uh like, the thing that really took your breath away or, like, thought?
1: I It was, for me, definitely when we were getting divorced, for sure, like, because I actually think in that period... Oh, I'm sorry.
0: I also meant, like, you can include your father. I meant the last decade, which uh, I assume that that oh, probably oh. trumps that.
1: No, <laughs> no. Oh, well, sorry. I was talking about, like, between you and I. Right. Um... For me, personally, yes, definitely my father dying. Like the, the, I don't know, the blackness of the grief has been really suffocating for me. Um, uh, But in in terms of between the two of us, like I actually think it's relevant because when when you and I were getting divorced and I think when we got to the point where we realized like, because it was a long process, right, of the two of us going to couples therapy, me trying to figure out like what the fuck is happening. Mm -hmm. Um, When we got to the point where I was finally sure and also maybe like brave enough to say oh my god like i'm gay and that also means that my marriage to this man that i love very much is over um i think we were both so hurt that we lost our sense of humor do you agree
0: uh yeah yeah i mean i think it was a period in which and there's been like one or two periods like this and one that you pointed out to me early on when i was sick Right. I remember... Oh, yeah. I was sick and we had just gone away from my birthday. Right. And I was like not super sick, but I was... It was just like this You'd all you have been sick for a while. For a long time. And yeah. i have just been dealing with it for like years. Right. And it just wasn't getting better. hmm And it was like manageable. Like I was still able to like to go to work... ...and right. to like do things, but everything was a struggle.
1: And you were having to compromise on a daily basis. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I remember we went to this birthday with like a bunch of friends in Palm Springs and... Afterwards came back, and you kind of sat me down and was like, Look, you're like always like sarcastic and dry, and that's Mm -hmm. fine, but like there's usually like a joy underneath it, there's usually like a happiness, and that's kind of gone. Mm -hmm. It just feels like it's just like there's an edge now. Right. And that's when I felt I felt the same during that period. Like, well, that in that moment when you said that to me, it's like, oh that felt like I can make a choice. I can make a difference here because it's affecting you and I want to be right. better for you. Right. And I remember making that choice. Right. And whereas like, you know, last year I didn't feel like I wanted to make that choice to feel better. Right. But like, yes, I in that period in which we were like separating we were getting divorced, Yeah. I felt like there was just an edge. Right. And there was no levity. There was no yeah. joy underneath it just because I just felt like so beat up.
1: Yeah, of course. Well, because that's also this thing of like... <sighs> When you've been through a lot, I think, whether it's an illness, whether it's death, whether, you know, whatever it is, I think it's very easy to allow the pain to turn into anger that's directed at others. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going through this, it's so hard, you're not, and therefore I'm angry at you. Because why is my life this struggle and yours isn't? And I think when that anger is turned outward, it can really turn into your worldview right it can turn into how you see others i think it it turns into this like i don't know if it's like moralizing or what it is like my life has been harder than yours therefore like i get to be angry yes and it's so toxic it's and i think so
0: destructive nothing it's good so
1: destructive comes right. Of right right yeah
0: i remember um i guess during that period as well but also when i was just like really sick and mm-hmm. just tired uh, i remember one instance in which like on like a very like one of these one of the streets around this neighborhood, our neighborhood, yeah. my neighborhood, uh, very you know, like big wide streets, like not you know one of the back streets, like some somebody cut me off, mm. and I was probably at the time like a hundred pounds, yeah, and they like instead of like you know giving the the cursory wave like oh fuck I'm sorry like right. I think they like acted like it was my fault Oof. and like flicked me off or something Oof. and I, like laid on the horn uh-huh. and just had this moment of being like. I'm a hundred pounds, but I have such a well of fury in me. Mm-hmm. If you get out of that car, I will fucking end you." Oh yeah. And like maybe, I physically probably couldn't do anything, but yeah, I just yeah, felt yeah. like this, like it just yeah. like, it's just a like, it right underneath the surface. Yeah. And that's why like, you yeah. felt for such a long time.
1: Totally. Because I think it's and like... it's not
0: always anger, obviously, but...
1: Right. But it is, it's like, the, you know, I, I, I don't know, my grief has taken this form that it's been so painful that I think it is very tempting to turn it into something else because like if it were anger instead of this like deadening pain mm-hmm. then at least that would feel productive or i could like throw it at people or if it if i could ignore it or if i could right. medicate it or whatever like there's something that i could like cover it up with because to just sit with the pain is such a difficult choice i
0: think yeah and i think that's you kind of hit right there like why the Tail end of last year, or most of last year was so difficult for me, right? Because I wasn't angry, right? I wasn't really sad, yeah. I mean, I was sad, but it wasn't like this overwhelming, it wasn't like such a valley, acute, yeah, it wasn't acute, right. it wasn't pointed, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like this, it wasn't like such a valley, nor was it such like a peak, yeah, it was just like right in the middle, and I just didn't feel anything, yeah. And it just was like I was just jonesing for even like. I think that's what like why like when I when I first heard about your dad like I felt this like I'm feeling something right and it felt like a little bit like not when I was said earlier like excitement it wasn't excitement but it was just like oh, i feel I feel yeah. I'm feeling something and that feels foreign but it also feels good, good. and I know how to do this like I'm yeah. just feel like I feel alive now
1: that makes in sense. in a way that
0: even though it's something fucking terrible I feel I felt alive right and I think maybe that's. If coming full circle, like, that's why you talked about, like, running a car and, like, yeah. this, like, little bit... Because for them, it's so mundane. Yeah. But to you, you're, like, in some way more alive than you've ever been. Yeah. Even though you're dealing with something so incredibly sad, you're just, like, so raw and right. vulnerable that you're right. feeling so much more alive. Yeah, It's yeah. like you're, like, shot with adrenaline. Yeah. Where you're, like, <laughs> I watch the show Limitless.
1: Uh Ooh. Yeah,
0: exactly. So you can stop. Ladies. You can stop listening now. Um, it's my guilty pleasure, but I also love the movie. So I'm just going to equate it to uh, the like N Z T. Like you're opening up so much more of your brain. This has just got real nerdy I'm and just, real terrible. I'm just going to let
1: you dig this whole yeah yeah. By yourself. The point is,
0: is like it op- opens up something, even if it's awful. Yeah, you're just feeling you're feeling so much more. You're using so much more of your your emotional right. intelligence that right. you've never used before.
1: Right. You know what it sort of reminds me of is like <laughs> growing up. My mom always said this thing that I think has really become a big part of who I am, which is like, you know, let's say we were at the grocery store and we would look and like a um, checkout lady would be rude, Right. Uh, my mom's thing walking away from that experience would always be, you have no idea what's happening in that person's day right now. You have no idea what's happening in that person's life, right? And it's such an easy way to probably teach a child to develop empathy, Yeah. but now I think about that all the time on the reverse side of that, right? Like to your point the small kindnesses that people gave me in those first couple weeks, people who didn't even know, right? Mm -hmm. Like just like going through Starbucks and having someone be kind to you when they hand you your latte and you want to say like, oh my God, like my dad died a week ago. Thank you so much for smiling at me, you know, like, and it's so cheesy, but those are the things that it really highlighted for me the things that I want to learn and carry forward of like, it's like. Oh, this is dark, but I'll say it anyway. Like when we were first separated, and I had like moved out, moved into my apartment, and I was just like really drowning. I would wake up in the morning, and I would go. I would force myself to wake up and leave that stupid, terrible apartment and go for a hike, Mm -hmm. because I learned that if I hiked in the morning, there's like this, you know, menagerie of old people who hike in Griffith Park that early in the morning, right at like six a.m.
0: It's a menagerie. Yeah.
1: Um and and there's a culture where like they'll wave and smile at you mm-hmm. and in this period of my life where like I could barely get out of bed and I felt like I'd lost everything and like didn't know what came next and didn't know who I was and like had you know, I had also become aware of myself in this way of like, oh, I'm capable of hurting the person I love most, which is like a very terrifying humanizing yes, very experience. Foreign. Yeah. Of, like, just walking and having someone look at you, acknowledge your existence, wave and smile, was honestly the thing that would get me through the day. And now I think, like, how fucking easy is it
0: for you to do that to for someone else? Yeah.
1: And you don't even know it. You don't even know that that's what you're doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I, um, I think I've also spoken of the, this maybe on this podcast or with, you. I don't know. But yeah. I just feel like a lot of times in those moments of vulnerability, it's been so much easier. I've I've it's been easier to be kinder because you're just yeah. like so Yeah. I don't know why. It it could be easier to go the other way, but I feel like I think when you become
1: aware of your own
0: like I say that but then I also said like when somebody cut me off I was ready to rip his head off. Right, right. But, of course,
1: because it's all of those, right? Yeah. Because you're becoming aware of the spectrum of human experience. So you're seeing wow, I am a person who is capable of being ill and I can't control it. Mm -hmm. And I am weak and I am strong and I am smart and dumb and kind and mean and capable of like hurting someone. It just, it removes judgment in a lot of ways, right? I mean, in the best moments, it removes judgment. So I think it allows you to, like for me, it's like, I'm capable of all of those things. And therefore, when you honk at me in traffic, It doesn't mean that you're a terrible person. It means that like who knows what's happening in your day and tomorrow I might be you. Like tomorrow I'm probably going to be the one who's honking at you and being a dickhead because who knows what's going to happen. It just, I don't know, I think it expands your ability to empathize with a lot of different experiences maybe. You see more. You see more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like exactly. Like your field
0: of vision just gets larger.
1: Yeah, and that's a very painful experience because you see, oh man, life is capable of hand- handing me this kind of pain. Right. But it also is capable of handing me tremendous joy. Man, we really. Maybe I drank too much bourbon. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Now, well, that's
0: the thing. I like. I usually like to have like a beer while I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then i if like I also do it like usually right after work. But it's been a while since I've eaten, so like I start off and you're like getting loose, and then uh, and then you like tell a story, and you're, like why the fuck did I tell this story? Yeah, or also like oh, wow, I'm talking bothering. about
1: joy and sadness. Time yeah. to go. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think I think we are about almost at that period. We did it. Let me ask you... Sure. Uh, I asked you, like, what the hardest thing was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will ask you the inverse of that. Like, mm-hmm. I uh, just for, as an example, I remember one time, it was Christmas Day. Yeah. And it was while I was in all the operations of having my colon removed and all of that nonsense. And had, like, another blockage issue. <sighs> yeah. And we had to go into the hospital, like, 8 o'clock Christmas Day. I remember. Uh, evening. Yeah. Christmas Day night. And had a... It was in the emergency room on Christmas Day Eve, so it was not the A-team. No. <laughs> it was in the emergency right. room. Right. Everybody was so lovely and nice. They're yeah, yeah. They were all so sweet. But, like, I had a nurse that was just... Could not get the IV. Ugh, And, yes. like, she... At this point, like, a lot of my veins had, like, collapsed. were yeah. like really tender, so it was hard to do it. My, you know, like, thin, deep veins anyways. But she... Was just poking, poking, poking at some point, like hit like a vein and like a geyser shot, and like there's blood leaking down my arm. And I remember all this, but I also remember when she went off to try to get another nurse who could do it, like you did like a tap dance. You did like we were like talking about because we had watched White Christmas or something oh, yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just like this is just one of many stories, but that was like a moment of like uh, that somehow sticks with me so much more yeah. than like all the other shit. Like, yeah. The fact that like was in tremendous amount of pain because I couldn't get any painkillers without having the IV in. And the fact that it was Christmas Day and like that it was just like driving into the hospital and listening to all these Christmas carols and seeing all these lights and seeing all this like joy intermittently but just feeling so kind of terrible. But like that little dance sticks with me so Hmm. much more than all that other shit. Hmm. At least I remember it but like that's like the the beacon that's like that's the buoy in that little ocean.
1: Right. Right. That's so lovely.
0: So, I ask you, mm-hmm. what is a moment like that for you? And I feel like after that, then uh, we can fuck off and go eat more Mexican food,
1: okay, great. um you know i I've there were so many moments for me that were really powerful when we were home for my dad's funeral um, of just being really overwhelmed. I mean, you were by my side from. I mean, basically, the minute it happened, right? Like, you came up to my house, and then you just didn't leave my side. But then...
0: I'm basically a puppy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we flew home, and then eventually Samira came home and, and came to Pittsburgh. And we had not really spent a ton of time as the three of us No. before that. Maybe just, like, very brief moments. Um, but there was a the night... Oh, God, was it... It was the day of my dad's funeral, where our friend Jill had flown into town for it, which by itself was like such an incredible thing to have her there and just like know that she had gone so far out of her way. And oh God. (laughs) Um, But then that night, you, me, Jill and Samira went and ate Mexican food, right? It was that night. Yeah.
0: And we went to Franklin Inn.
1: Yeah, we went to Franklin Inn, which is like this place where Steve always went growing up with his mom and I had always heard about growing up, but we had never gone to really as a family. And the four of us sat down and just like had this meal (laughs) and I had buried my father that morning and gone through just like total hell. But then I sat down with like my ex-husband, who's also my best friend and like my girlfriend who I loved so tremendously and like Jill who, you know, had gone through all of this effort and is like one of our close friends and just had a meal and it was so beautiful. And the fact that, I don't know. There was something in the simplicity of it that, like, that's what I remember, right? Like, I remember feeling so supported and loved and surrounded. Right. Um, and, and like, and and also in some ways that it just felt like a meal, right? Like, we didn't sit around and talk about my dad at all. Like, it was just like us having a meal. It was a like
0: a flash of normalcy.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. Of, like, eating guacamole and having margaritas and just... I guess maybe we were talking about this earlier, like those moments of like, man, it's going to be okay. Like the most improbable thing is that my father just killed himself and I will still be okay, you know? Um,
0: Yeah, and to not to to piggyback on what you just said, I feel like, uh, you know, you got very emotional when you talked about Jill, Um, and I remember when at my mom's funeral, you know our friend dan and our friend aj both flew across the country
1: yeah like
0: from you know la and i think texas to connecticut like came
1: in for a night for a night yeah
0: and i think that was just like that it is a moment of like oh it's gonna be okay because look at this like the great lengths and effort that people will go through right to make sure that you're okay right and like if you have that yeah you're doing okay
1: yeah, you see the best in people in those times, too, right? That's really just, nice. Well,
0: people, I think, tend to put, without even trying their best, foot forward. Totally. Because yeah. everything else becomes small. It's just like, right. Let me. I love you. Let me help you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Everything else falls away, and you're reminded of, like, we really can come together to to surmount things, mm-hmm. you know, when we need to. Yeah.
0: And with those people, you can. It is surmountable. Right. Because, like, I feel like the the darkest times for me have been when I feel voiceless and alone
1: right right
0: and you know all these things are not profound or have not been said before but like when you realize that you have a commonality when you have a shared experience when you have somebody else in a trench with you you're like oh okay yeah it's gonna be all right
1: yeah and also like I don't have to really like I you know as such a caretaker and someone who's so responsible all the time and has always been a mother figure in a lot of ways like this is really the first time in my life where I've had to let people take care of me and carry me and it's those things right it's like oh I actually don't have to have this because other people have it for me other people are going to carry me forward until I'm capable of carrying myself again and it's really it's really powerful yeah yeah do you want me to cry more or like a little pussy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh you're such a dick <laughs> yeah.
0: well thank you for doing this
1: thank you for having me on we did it we did it so I'll see you again for episode 50 50 cannot believe you're gonna make me wait till episode 50 by the way you don't know that many people
0: well, I know that's why I gotta branch out you're
1: gonna meet them all on Tinder you're gonna bring all of your girlfriends oh on.
0: no 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 get the fuck out of here <laughs> no 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 um, 50 you don't, wanna, you don't wanna like you don't wanna oversaturate the market ugh you don't want to even be here every other what week. Episode what episode am I going to
1: be in? Like, how many people came before me?
0: Uh, I don't know. It'll be like six, mm-hmm. seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Love you. Love you, too. What did I tell you? That was a doozy of a guest, right? Come on. Come on. I really made good on my promise. Um, thanks so much for listening, gang. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. This is a uh, uh, just a little personal project and the fact that you listened at all well it just warms my heart uh thanks so much to lauren for coming out and chatting with me it was uh dare i say cathartic yeah i'd say that if you want to see more of what lauren's up to check her out on twitter she's at lo morelli or you can check us out on twitter we're on twitter too we're hip at terribly underscore funny that's us at terribly underscore funny or if you want to send us an email say hey what's happening also love the pod big fan of the pod uh you can hit us up at terribly funny podcast at gmail Um, that's about it other than say thank you to Hayden Fongheiser for doing everything behind the scenes thank you to Julie Pot for doing her art thank you to uh, Kingdom Flying Club for doing that music here in the background and biggest thanks goes out to you guys just for listening really appreciate it don't text and drive don't be a dumb idiot okay love you guys